Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good to have you here with us. This is a story that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, but it sure does deserve it. It uh, involves a, a pretty important ruling and a settlement that has um, come down. And it speaks to an issue that we have certainly talked about on this show. And that is this uh, growing movement of transitioning really, really young kids who may not be either old enough or able to understand their sexuality yet. And it also involves Canada's largest mental health center in Toronto, the KMH. And they have apologized and now paid half a million dollars to a former psychologist who was essentially wrongly accused of delivering, quote, conversion therapy on transgendered youth. His name is Dr. Kenneth Zucker, and he ran the Youth Gender Identity Clinic. He ran it for 35 years. And his approach with his young patients was to encourage them to be comfortable with their biological sex. And to, you know, be comfortable with what they were assigned at birth. In other words, he wanted to reduce a child's gender dysphoria before moving on to maybe more severe and permanent treatments. What am I missing here? Isn't that the approach you would want a doctor to take in something so massive? Well, the clinic closed after the allegations came forward. And now the hospital's been, yeah, made made mistakes. But the clinic will remain closed. I want to bring in Orrin Amate on this uh, subject because the, the ruling itself is important, but I think it speaks to a bigger um, a bigger motion in play that we're seeing. Doc Amate joining me now. Of course, if you want to uh, look up the doctor, you can get him at docamate.com. Hi there. Hi, Alex. How are you? Well, I'm good. This, this um, came in over the weekend, so this story's kind of been you know, going under the radar. It's not a sexy story because it's not necessarily easy to explain, but it is very important and talks to something you've, you know, and I have talked about a lot. Yes, and, you know, it still is conflating. I can't stress this enough. These, uh, this idea of conversion therapy, right. this term has got to stop being used so inappropriately. Okay. Okay, um, because, and, and that's what they've, the, the trans lobby, let's say, or the, you know, trans activists, quote-unquote, have managed to just kind of make it such a common term. So as you just described, if Dr. Zucker wanted to have a child, there's two things. Either A, you try to encourage the child to be more comfortable in their own body, in the sex that they were born as, um, that's called conversion therapy. But even, even if a doctor were to have a child come in, whether it's four years old or 16 years old, and the doctor says, well, before we start doing anything, let's just talk about just talk about why. Oh, that's maybe. not even allowed. I mean, God, doc, that's if that's what that's we're <laughs> called conversion therapy, Alex. That's, that's called conversion okay. therapy. Well, then people have lost their bloody minds because if, if a doctor, you know, I took my ta- doc- child to a doctor and they didn't have a conversation first, I, I wouldn't stay. That's a ludicrous. 
Yeah, well, I get uh, contacted every day, basically, by parents who say that's what we're facing. Um, you know, that if we don't immediately affirm the child's decision, even if they're three or four years old, if we don't, uh, sorry, if, if we want to talk about this and try to figure out what's going on, that we're being called hateful, transphobic, and here's the clincher, that my, our child is going to kill themselves. They've, everyone who's contacted me has said that's what they've been told at these gender-affirming clinics. Okay, so is it a loss then in your mind that this clinic is now gone? Well, it's a huge loss, and the fact is, we don't know whether Dr. Zucker's approach is the best approach. He wasn't doing it maliciously. He wasn't trying to harm children, and there are many parents and kids who went through the clinic who said, thank God they did. Um, you because know, if, I'm, if I'm guessing right, and I'm sure yeah. you're familiar with his work, Dr. Zucker's approach was, let's just kind of see where we're going and see how this evolves before making really serious, severe uh, choices like hormones, uh, surgery. For sure. But one thing that he did do um, is that he did really enforce, um, let's say, sticking with the child's natal sex or biological sex. So boys had to, you know, like dress like boys. They had to play with boys' toys and girls the opposite. Mm -hmm. And they were strongly discouraged from playing with the opposite sex toys. So that's where it went a bit farther than just simply standing back and watching. Okay. Or watchful waiting, as we say. Okay. So the the KMH has now paid this this doctor out and essentially admitted that mistakes were made. But it kind of felt like there was a but with this because they did say in their findings that uh, the clinic focused on intensive assessment and treatment in lieu of the more modern approaches. So what, what are these modern approaches? So the modern approach, there's two. One is, like I said, watchful waiting, right. um, which is just, you know, stand back and let's see what happens. But that is really not uh, encouraged. What the, mo the, the modern approach is strongly encouraging the child or affirming their decision to want to go in the opposite direction of their biological sex. So if you're a boy and you say that you're a girl, hey, let's praise them. Let's help them do it. Let's, you know, your boy, grow out your hair. Change your name if you want. You want to wear a dress? Go ahead. Um, you know, so it, it, and many parents, sorry, many trans activists will say, we don't encourage that. Uh, the WPATH, which is, a which is an organization that's supposed to uh, make the rules or guidelines on how to deal with these children, they would say, no, 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 we don't encourage. They claim that they only do the watchful waiting but, you know, where they just say, let's see what happens. But I'm telling you right now, I have spoken to so many parents and trans people themselves who mm -hmm. said, nope, I was encouraged. And after, you know, the thing is, after you grow out your hair or bind your breasts if you're a girl, well, then there's hormone suppressors. If you haven't hit puberty yet, let's make sure you don't. And if you have hit puberty or after you've suppressed puberty, let's now put you on cross-sex hormones, even though those hormones can make, uh, cause you to be fertile. And Lupron, the most common form uh, or the most common brand, is claiming that these, uh, these effects are harmless and they're reversible, which is a lie. Right. And I think there's a lot of um, misunderstanding because to encourage someone to do what they want, be accepted, that sounds on the surface very loving and kind and compassionate, but it's still a manipulation. Oh, it is, because we know that once a child is put on a certain path, once they choose to say, okay, you know what, I'm the opposite sex, they are far more likely to continue on that path, even if it's the wrong 
path. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Most of these kids, here's the problem. Most of these kids are not what we would call classically transgender or transsexual. They are gender nonconforming. So if they were a girl, they would have been called a tomboy Mm -hmm. up until this madness took hold. And tomboys aren't concerned about whether they're a boy or girl. They know that they are a girl. They just, you know, choose not to be stereotypical girls. Yeah. Well, hey, I grew up a tomboy, and if this were around back then, I would be a boy. I No question, because I was, I'm still a guy in many ways. My husband thinks, like, you're such a guy. But again, there are tomboys out there uh, back in my generation, and that was very normal. It's just apparently not allowed today, which I find troubling. I want to ask you, though, about this online petition, which is calling on the Trudeau government to implement this nationwide ban on conversion therapy, because I think there's a lot of confusion with, you know, the issue of conversion therapy. And this one, uh, you know, being that the practice of trying to change an individual's sexual orientation from LBGTQ to heterosexual. So do you have a concern that by, you know, having um, petitions like this on a national scale, if people don't really understand what the issues are, that it's just going to go through, but it's actually doing more damage. Well, that's why I said at the very beginning, this whole idea of conversion therapy. If there's a ban on conversion therapy, the true conversion therapy, which is, as you say, like trying to make a gay, straight, or right. bisexual person, sorry, right. a, a gay or bisexual person. Um, and this was done with a lot of religious groups where they were like kind exactly. of taking the gay out of the kid. Right. right. And, you know, and it doesn't work. We know right. for a fact it doesn't yeah. work. And I've been the uh, therapist of a number of uh, patients who were traumatized mm-hmm. by the whole shameful process. Yeah. If it was only that, I'd have no problem. But again, the trans activists have snuck in this watchful waiting or anything that's not strongly affirming the, uh, you know, the trans kids or gender non-conforming kids. They snuck that in and called that conversion therapy. And so now so many doctors are terrified, as we said earlier, of even asking the child, why do you suddenly? After, you know, 15 years of being a girl and never showing any signs of cross-sex behavior or any dysphoria or anything like that, why do you suddenly say that you're a boy and want to, you know, have your breasts chopped off? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, now, even just asking that question is going to be called conversion therapy. So if, you know, if they can't even do that, if they can't even have that discussion for fear of, you know, sanctions or losing their license, yeah. then this is a ridiculous petition. It's not conversion therapy. We must separate the two. And Absolutely. that's one of the most devious things that the trans activists have managed to do. Well, it is, but the, the the problem is there's very few of us who challenge it and actually, you know, know enough about it to question it. And interestingly, I knew you were coming on tonight, and I just noticed this headline um, just moved uh, of an Ontario transgender care doctor who has been stripped of his license. And this is a Dr. James Scott Bradley Martin, who I guess was in the London area, and he was found incompetent and... Um, you know, accused of professional misconduct, he was fined $6,000. And essentially, he was, I guess, accused of putting through kids, very young kids, to really serious, you know, hormone replacements or surgeries when they were way too young. Yes. And now the trans activists will go, you see, you see, these anomalies, this one out of, you know, 10,000 doctors who does this, they get caught, they get sanctioned, they lose their license, so there's nothing to fear. Mm -hmm. Whereas the parents that I speak with, they say, no, this is common. It's a common practice. And the problem is they go, well, if it's so common, why don't you make a complaint? 
Well, many times the parents don't even know about it. They hear about it after the fact. Yeah. And they don't know who the doctor is. The kids won't tell them who the doctor is. Right. The kid went on their own or they were helped by the school. So this is happening. And even certain websites are explaining that, yeah, or they, they, even, they acknowledge that this hormone therapy can happen without knowing anything about the child's history. Right. And it, it, it is being encouraged. And I know there are many who are going to argue with me and say it's not true. But again, unless there's all these parents who think that it's fun to send me emails telling me how distressed they are, and I've spoken with a number of them, mm-hmm. unless this is all the ruse to try to, you know, to lie to me, I'm going to believe that these parents have and their children have been experiencing this unethical and incompetent malpractice. Yeah, well, look, it's not the popular opinion, but had I not gotten the letters myself from these parents who are so devastated by the loss of their child, uh, and they're too scared to speak out because, as you say, they get vilified or attacked by the activists. But it's interesting because if you do make an, a complaint, we we both know that the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario, they move at a glacial pace on these things. Um, but, you know, here you have this case of this London-based doctor uh, who had a couple of, of complaints and, and he was essentially, uh, you know, treating adolescents way too early, giving young girls mastectomies. I mean, are you what what parent in their right mind would allow a young girl to get a mastectomy, you know? Yeah, I know. And the problem if they're 25, is- 30, 25 years old. Yeah. OK, we'll talk about it. But that young. I know. It's it's insane. But again, they are told if you don't do that, your daughter uh, will kill herself. This is a common line. It's devious. When they have no breasts and they've been altered in a kind of an experiment, they'll also lose their life, you know? Yes, and when they can't have babies, yeah, because, yeah. right? Um, because of the infertility. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm so glad that you're you're bringing this up, and um, you know, especially with Dr. Ken Zucker, because that firing was has been used by trans activists and their allies to say, you see, yeah. uh, you know, something evil was going on at CAMH uh, with Dr. Zucker. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been fired. Yeah. It was a hit job from the beginning. Yeah. Well, I uh, thank you for clarifying it, and I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. That is uh, Dr. Oren Amate, who you can get at docamate.com, and uh, he's right about this. And, and I, you know, we've got this petition now going around nationally, and I know on the surface it, it seems like, okay, great, yeah, of course, no one wants conversion therapy. But again, you heard Dr. You know, Oren's comments on just asking a child about their sex. That doesn't mean that's conversion therapy. And if that's the point we're at, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.